0: Hello and welcome to Learn to Love, a show where we talk all about things you can do to build a better, stronger relationship. Our team is powered by passionate volunteers looking to bring forward the best of what they know to help you stay together. Love is hard, but it doesn't have to be. Our podcast, articles, and videos feature insights from the latest research on relationship psychology, intimacy, conflict resolution, parenting, and more. You don't need to go in blind and make the same mistakes as those around you. Check us out on our brand new website at learnlove.ca or listen on our podcast, the Learn to Love Podcast. Thank you for joining us in our vision to create healthier relationships and stronger families. Hi guys, and welcome back to the show. We are super excited to be welcoming you back to another episode of the Learn to Love podcast. On this episode, we're gonna be talking all about something that we think is super important and not so often discussed. It's the kind of thing that's so important that you think it would be taught, but it seems more so that we're never actually really taught about this and then it ends up causing problems for us when we're not aware of it. And that topic is going to be soft spots. Today we're gonna to be talking all about soft spots and stay tuned in the next episode, we're gonna be talking all about teamwork and partnership in a relationship. So let's get right into it. Well, first off, what are soft spots and where were we introduced to them? So. We first learned about the term soft spots here at Learn to Love from Sue Johnson in her book, Hold Me Tight. Sue Johnson is a Canadian clinical psychologist, couples therapist, and she's an author. She's known for her work and her research, she has a PhD in this, on the psychology of bonding and and adult relationships, which makes her really good to talk about in the context of the show. So her book, Hold Me Tight, it's all about how couples come close to each other, how they learn to understand each other, to feel very safe and comfortable with each other, how to heal if, if they hold some trauma or, or other experiences, how they can support each other, and how they can learn to communicate with each other on everything from conflict resolution. She has her three different styles of of conflict resolution, which we'll explore in a future episode. Things like, I don't know if you've heard of them before, the protest polka, find the bad guy, and freeze and flee. And, She talks all about the benefits of couples when they come together. That's why the book is called Hold Me Tight. The benefits of physical touch in a relationship and how it makes couples feel affectionate and safe. But the thing we're gonna talk about today is soft spots. So what are soft spots? We mentioned them briefly on the show already. Soft spots are things that, make us go zero to a hundred on the emotional level very, very quickly. Things that we're really sensitive about that when we're exposed to them, bring up our emotions very fast. So I'll give you an example of a soft spot, some examples to help us understand. Let's say growing up, you felt very judged often, let's say somebody always told you that you were doing something wrong. Maybe it was your parents who are very critical of you or it was uh, a peer or or a partner or something and you feel very sensitive about, about this idea of being judged. You were judged so much. Now, if somebody judges something you do again in the future, you may feel very overwhelmed, like your emotions are rising. And you may not understand why, but you just feel very overwhelmed in, in that situation. So that would be an example of a soft spot, things that we're very sensitive about and that arise when, when they're brought up. Now, everybody has a soft spot or, or multiple soft spots for different things, and they're largely related to the way we were raised or experiences that, that we carry with us, like from peers, Now, why are these important in a relationship? Because when couples come together, they are always, always, always going to discover each other's soft spots very quickly. So, well, maybe not necessarily very quickly, but if you're living together, you are sure going to discover those. These are also the kinds of things that you may not notice at the beginning, but they are gonna show up later. Like, uh, you know, there's a saying that you don't really know a person until you've been with them for a year. That you know, that's also a saying that Laura Schlesinger is very fond of and her book, 10 Stupid Things Couples Do to Mess Up Their Relationship. But part of what this means, I think, is its relation to soft spots, that people hide these from you at the beginning, but then as you get to know them more, as they put down their armor and they interact more with you. You're gonna catch them off guard sometimes and they're gonna show you these soft spots. I want you to pause the podcast right now and think about situations where you feel very aroused emotionally. Maybe like you feel like you need to defend yourself or or the feelings that you just wanna run away or you wanna hide What are some of these things in your life? I also want you to think about moments when somebody said something and it it hurt you a lot or, or it really provoked you. I want you to think of a time when that happened. It can be with your partner, it can be with your friend, or it can be something else. So pause the podcast right over here for a moment and just think about that. So if you just paused, welcome back to the show. I want you to think about some of those soft spots that you thought about. What were they like? If you're like most people, they're going to be related, likely to self-esteem, insecurities, or to ways that you think about yourself. And that might be a result of past experiences. So what do I mean by this? Like, Let's say, for example, that you feel that you are unattractive and you're are getting ready to go out and you ask your partner what they think about what you're wearing. And your partner doesn't really look up their phone, they're busy, they kind of ignore you and they say like, oh good, and they don't look. So you might feel from this that, wow, like I, like you might feel very hurt by, by something like this because maybe you feel like you're not attractive and then by your partner acting this way, it just makes you feel even less attractive because you think, well, if I was attractive, then they would have noticed me and, and they would have spoken their opinion, okay? So that, that's, if, if you get very aroused, that would be a soft spot for you. Oh, so why are we bringing this up in, in the show? Because it's often soft spots that lead to conflicts between partners. So what happens is somebody's soft spot will be triggered. For example, they won't feel attractive. And then they'll get upset with their partner and they'll say something like, you, you never listen to me when I ask you, it, you know, I, I hate it when you do that, it makes me feel awful. And the partner might respond something like, what's the problem? You know, like I always tell you that you look good. Maybe that's what they think. I don't understand why you're upset with me right now. You know, you have no right to be upset. They may say something like that, like the, the, why are you getting upset? You know, or even worse, they might give you the, like, I do everything around here. You know, why why are you getting upset at me over, over something so small? You know, so... What, what that partner doesn't understand is that it's the soft spot that was triggered. Very often, a partner will try to think about something totally rationally, or kind of detached, or, or based on their emotions, like they'll think of it based on the way that they're feeling. They'll say, they'll think, for example, like, well, I, I'm not feeling aroused, so it makes no sense for you to feel emotionally aroused, like to, to have intense feelings in that moment. But What's super important to understand is your partner may feel very differently to you, but because of something completely, completely unrelated to you, okay? That's the big thing that people are forgetting. So we need to understand this, that there there are things that are gonna trigger our partner. A lot of people do understand this, they see it in the relationship, but another thing that's so important is we need to accept that we have to discover these soft spots and, and we have to respect them and we have to work alongside them, not to step on the other partner's toes all the time. Now, this is really hard for a lot of people to accept. They think, well, I chose them and I'm good to them, so they should be good to me. And being good to me means that they should always act you know, the way I expect them to act when situations arise. But that's not, as if you used to think that way, I don't know, if you still think of that now, you're gonna find is that often doesn't end up happening. Soft spots, while they can be worked on by speaking to a professional and working on self-care, they often stay in some form of another, many people for their whole life. And it's so important to understand that, okay? And to accept it. So partners should be very curious to try to discover what triggers the other partner, not in a way to take advantage, but just to know that that is something that's very important to them. A way that you can do this is by discussing what your needs are in the relationship and what your fears are. This is what Sue Johnson recommends in, in this book, Hold Me Tight. Now by doing that, by discovering your needs, like what one partner needs from the other partner, you can start to understand where their soft spots may be. So for example, if they say, I need you to make time for me every day, at least 10 minutes for us to talk about our day and how it was and to connect together. So connection, a feeling close to their partner is is something very important and they express that through having this quality time. So we know that if, if they say this, it, it might be the case that that connection is really important. Now, if you tell them something like, I don't have time to speak to you today, like I don't have time to speak, I'm busy, or like you, you kind of don't, you're not really present when you're talking to them, like let's say you go on your phone or something, that might be triggering their soft spot for, for this need of connection. Another soft spot that a lot of people have relates to security and safety. Some people are very scared of losing their partner, very, very scared, and it may relate to an event that happened in childhood, or it just may relate to the nature of who they are, okay? It's a very, 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 very common, I would say universal fear is, is the fear of being alone and the fear of being abandoned by some people more than others. Now, by discussing your fears with each other, you can also uncover these kinds of soft spots because maybe a partner says, I'm very scared that you're going to leave me. Now, you might wonder, well, you know, I perceive everything to be really good. I wouldn't think of leaving you anytime soon. They might, get, they, they might think, why are you scared? Am I doing something wrong? Okay, well, maybe that might relate to a soft spot of not feeling good enough. If you feel like you're not good enough for love, it's gonna be really easy to think, well, maybe I'm doing something wrong. If your partner says something like that, which is another very common universal fear, guys, is is the fear of, of not being good enough, especially when it comes to love. So by having this discussion, by uncovering these fears, you can understand, for example, let's say the fear is, the fear of abandonment. I'm really scared that you're going to leave me, even if things to you appear good. What you can see here is a soft spot for your partner relates to feelings of security. So if you ever threaten to leave them, God forbid, or if you ever made it, kind of spoke about the, an idea that might lead them to think that you want to leave them by, for example, Hanging out a lot with other people of their gender alone, maybe they would get triggered by that. Okay. Now the thing is that you don't have to agree with their soft spots. So so you can say, I get that this bothers you, but I still need to see my other friends and I still need to go out and have my life. Okay. This is this is a totally normal response. But what Where the problem starts is when you argue with their soft spot by telling them that it's irrational, like that their soft spot doesn't make sense and that they should change it because it's, they're not going to change it. It's very, very hard to change. They can make it a little bit less intense, but it's still likely going to be there. So what I encourage you to do is to think about those things. What makes you feel very sensitive? What makes you feel very triggered? like gets you zero to 100 so quick. And think about what triggers your partner. And I want you to try, talk about your needs and your fears with your partner so that you can work to uncover them in each other and accept them so that you won't have to argue when they arise. Instead of arguing, come from a place of understanding recognize that it's not that you're trying to change this person, you know, by by raising your voice at them and telling them, you know, you shouldn't be upset about this. It's not gonna help because it's just, that's, that's the way it is. Okay. You have to accept it. We're going to explore this a little bit more when we talk about the consciousness car uh, in later episodes. So in the next part, I want to talk a little bit more about how soft spots show. So we mentioned that there's an emotional arousal in the beginning, but what does that really look like? Usually, it turns out in anger. Now, anger is the most basic human emotion we're gonna suggest in this show. It's it's so raw and it gets triggered like, like in such an intense way. It's sometimes you feel like you're losing control. Sometimes you don't know where it's coming from. It's like a feeling of being taken over that happens in people across the world. And it also occurs in many animals too. So anger is triggered by a part of our brain called the amygdala, which you may have heard of before. It's like the emotional center of the brain. And it's closer to the brain stem than the frontal lobe which and the frontal lobe controls rational thoughts and, and thinking. So when, when you feel angry, this amygdala, it's going to basically control all of the messaging. When, when, if you feel like a sense of endanger, you feel scared of abandonment or something, it's gonna control the messaging and it's gonna override your frontal lobe because it's, it's much closer to the brainstem, it's much faster. And you're not going to be thinking rationally in the moment when it's very active. So, by by the brainstem, we mean the area closest to the spine. So it's gonna it's gonna basically control like the what what's getting sent down your spine, and then to the rest of your body. Daniel Goleman in his book Emotional Intelligence describes this as an emotional hijacking, and I'm sure you can relate to it before in in your experience when you feel like you can't think and your emotions are just totally taken over. And then afterwards you think, wow, like this happened. Okay, That's why in previous episodes, we said it's so important to rescue. If somebody feels aroused, you have to help them calm down first before you can access the frontal lobe and the rational and the thinking parts of the brain. You can't get angry at somebody for being angry. That's just not gonna work. It's like putting fire on fire. You have to first put out the fire and then you can talk about it productively in an effective way. A big part of the show is we're trying to help you be more effective in your relationship. We're we're saying that love doesn't have to be hard. It's, It's not that you have to try harder. It's just that you have to try a little bit smarter to get better results. That's what we are about here. So because anger is so raw and and so encompassing, it usually happens faster and before other feelings of sadness and fear. So if somebody's sad and a soft spot is triggered, it's usually gonna show up in, in anger and then it's gonna turn into sadness, but it's gonna start in anger. So if your partner gets really angry at you all of a sudden, big, big, big sign, you hit a soft spot. Okay, so rescue. And after the anger subsides, it's going to turn into sadness. It's going to show as fear, fear of being abandonment, being the big one. So with that in mind, I want you to always, always remember this because it's so important. Your partner has soft spots and you have soft spots. What do you get really angry about? What do they get really angry about? Think about it. And remember, when it happens, it's hard to respond with love and care when we're presented with anger. Our instinctive reaction is often to become angry too. Like if somebody is angry with us, we become angry at them. But remember, fire on fire, especially with soft spots. Now, soft spots can also cause gridlock in a relationship. So. Let's say that one partner really wants something from their other partner, like they really want them to go out with them more, to spend more time with them. And the other partner doesn't wanna do that because let's say they're, they're disappointed with their partner or they just feel like they need some space from them. And there's also a sign that something is triggering the soft spot. I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking like, oh my God, these soft spots are everywhere. What can I do about it? But what we're really just encouraging is to think differently about them, not to be scared of them or to resent them, but instead to be curious about them and to try avoid them in the first place and to recognize that when they occur, it's not that the entire emotional reaction was because of you, but because of something else. It takes a lot of maturity and discipline to do this in practice, and it's hard. It's hard for everyone. But remember, as we said in our last episode, the hardest part is often always just starting. And then once you start with it, it's going, I hope that it will excel for you. And slowly with each time that instead of reacting with anger, you try to react from a place of understanding, you'll feel better and it will just reinforce it for you. Like the better you feel after doing it, the more likely you are to resort to doing that again in the future. And if you've always responded with anger or, or if you do it very commonly, it's it, it may seem like it's ingrained in you, like it's your instinct, but it's it maybe an instinct because it's been done so often, but if you start doing something else so often, it can become a new instinct for you and help you to resort to that other thing instead. Now, the last, last thing I want to touch about before wrapping it up is understandings of soft spots between men and women. So, I think that society generally accepts women to have soft spots more than men. So it's it's okay for people to think about saying something and a, a, a woman becoming hurt and and talking you know and then and then dealing with that and talking about it after. But I think that there's a little bit of stigma related to men. There there's kind of like an idea that men aren't supposed to have soft spots, aren't really supposed to get very hurt by things or show a lot of emotions related to things that make them uncomfortable or or make them feel unsafe. Like it's not okay for men. Some people, I don't know if they like think this or they believe it, but I think there's just a little bit of a stigma to feel unsafe or to fear abandonment. There's, they're, they're supposed to be like you know tough and strong and and not scared of anything so just remember that men also have soft spots um, and also remember that women have soft spots too if if you always expect them to if, if you always expect either person in a relationship to act in the way that you expect them to react based on your emotions It's just not gonna work because remember, they bring their own baggage, you could call it, into the relationship, in any relationship, and you have to come to unpack it, to learn what you can do about it, and to move beyond it by accepting that in your partner. You can't change your partner, but you can learn to understand them and to empower them to feel better, to be happier, and ultimately to be a better partner to you. I think that partners often interact with each other based on the way the other interacts with them. So if one partner makes the other feel really good, we'd expect that partner to, to be good to them back. Like, or I mean if they're if they're speaking in the love language, if one partner is being good to a, another and that partner recognize it as something good because it's something that they would see as good based on their experience, then they're going to be nice back. This is like a really beautiful cycle of growth where the more nice things partners do for each other, the more that they continue to try doing good. And then this just leads to more and more growth of of the repeat of those good experiences. And that's where we want to take you on the show. We want to help you get to that cycle where where you're working. And and through working, you're strengthening your bond even further, which is why it's in your best interest to change your perspective on the things that make your partner sensitive or the things that make you sensitive. You shouldn't feel ashamed that you have things that trigger you, okay? It's, it's normal, everyone has them. And you shouldn't feel like your partner can't be triggered and overwhelmed sometimes too. It's all okay, it's all normal. We just have to accept that and work to help our partners and help ourselves too when we have those moments in order to calm down and continue to have good experiences together. So with that, I'd like to thank you so much for listening. I hope that you found this episode meaningful and that you will be able to really think about it and change your perspective regarding you and your partner's soft spots. I hope that you'll have the curiosity to discover them, to unpack them, to learn about them. A great way to do this is through discovering even your partner's fears and needs. It's a great activity to do together, to understand each other more. And with all this new insight, I think that you will feel much better around your partner. You'll know a little bit what to expect more. You'll know the kinds of things that don't work, through experience. Remember, we're always learning, that's why, in our stages of a relationship episode, we said the final stage was maintenance. We're always learning, there are always things that we can do to get better. But by making an effort to learn and to try, we can accelerate that to learn that growth. I hope that moving forward, you can start to see conflicts really from a place not of a place of entitlement or, or righteousness, feeling that you deserve to be spoken to a certain way. You know, yes, it's okay that we have expectations of this and most of the time it, they should be met, but sometimes when our partners or when we are very emotionally aroused, we should try to come not from a place of righteousness, not from a place of feeling that we deserve something in a certain way, although that is important if it happens over the long term, I'm just talking about in the moment, to try see conflict from a place of curiosity and understanding like a way that you can come to understand your partner more and an opportunity where you can be there to support them to uh, opportunity that you can think back on your relationship at the end of the conflict and say wow like you were really there for me or wow you know they they you're, you're creating memories that you can recall and and strengthen the image that you have of each other. That, that's something that's so beautiful that you can do with every conflict. But we just have to see conflicts. And I really, really hope that you can start to see conflicts this way as an opportunity to create bonding and learning. Try See them from curiosity. Remember, it's hard, and it may go Anti, a lot of things that we learned. Um, But by changing our perspective, instead of putting fire on the fire, we can actually grow from it, learn from it, and use it to understand each other more, which will be so useful in everything else that you do with Your partner. Try to see conflicts as those opportunities, and it will completely change the way that you experience them. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We're going to explore conflicts in a lot more detail on our Consciousness Car episode, which is coming up. We're currently scripting and in preparation of this. If you want to see more, check out our website that's learnlove.ca. It's full of great content. We have lots of blogs. We're also writing even more right now um, on all different kinds of topics related to relationships. We are inviting some guests to submit content for us and we are always accepting submissions. So if you wanna write for our blog, you can send us an email at contact at We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you want to hear on the podcast too with that email, contact at learnlove.ca, and what you think. We're always looking to improve and you, our listeners, are the best metric that we can have, the best insights that we can get on how to make our show better come from you. So if you wanna be a part of making a show better, adding new content or also we have other roles too that are currently open, please reach out to us contact at learnlove.ca or our website learnlove.ca. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode all about teamwork.